Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Don't say anything politically controversial, okay? Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, the only rugby podcast here with you 52 weeks of the year, come rain, come shine or come biblical wet weather as we've had this weekend. Uh, we are here in the Rugby Dungeon to talk all things rugby, rugby championship, um, actually, rugby championship, rugby championship <laughs> and well, some other bits and bobs that Pacific are Pacific Nations on. Cup. Yes, quite right, talk about biblical rain, yes. Oh uh, yeah. That's Phil. Hello. And that's JB. Hello, Timothy. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, gents? You all right? Very well. Good. Very good. A little bit hungover, but not, bit, bit, not too bad. Yeah. I was far, far, far more drunk last night than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> yeah. Just go out for a few. Oh, and then next we thing had, you know. We went to visit my holiday home. There you go. A, <laughs> Lovely. A what, a, what a, yeah, what a brag. It's what? not even a humble brag. It's just a brag. It's a brag, isn't it? It's just a brag. <laughs> I need to visit my holiday home too by going on North Wales, North Wales holiday cottages. Um, <laughs> Is there anything in it for, for, for rugby? You can watch RGC. You know, it's, there you um, go. Actually, yeah, you can get on the train from, from the Gunway Station, get off at Colwyn Bay Station and watch RGC. Amazing. So, you know, great. It's great all round. Wonderful. So that, yeah, that's what we did. We tested out my facilities. And that we feel all the worse for it this morning. Yeah, no Negronis, actually. No, not a single Negroni was drunk. A lot of w- dry white wine. Lots of dry white wine. Disappointed in you. Lots of people have been having yeah. the uh, Negroni. Uh, on our weekly Negroni roundup. Our weekly Negroni roundup. <laughs> Rob Taylor had his first Negroni and the key in Exeter. He said, not too bad. You're, you, uh, that can't have been a Negroni. Now, <laughs> with, with Rob Taylor's hipster beard, I refuse to believe that that was his first Negroni. I know. Uh, Johnny Chivers uh, said he flew from Belfast to London for the cricket. And uh, stayed for the Negronis. <laughs> Great. Negroni at Lords. Wonderful. Come for the cricket, stay for the Negronis. Yes. Perfect. And then uh, Martin Forrester said the Australia Argentina game was so poor, he nearly opened a bottle of blood orange Negroni, from, mm, which, which is now being sold in like wine bottle sized bottles at MS. Really? Wow. They're everywhere. I mean, the average strength of a Negroni is probably about 40%. So. Well, no, it's, not, it's not quite that. So, this one's 20%. Because your Campari and Vermouth are less than 20%. Oh, you're right, actually. And your gin right. will be around the 40%. Yeah, so what's it, about 30-ish? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's quite strong to, to be, to, to, to if be you said wine it was, bottles and stuff. If you said it was 20, 20, 40, it would be, what, 27 and a... Uh, 
About 27. You're asking the wrong man. Finally, <laughs> 20, 26 and you're, two you're, thirds. You're asking yourself a question there. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, um, Lawrence Ames. Now, this is one of the places I go regularly. Um, it's the kids' favourite place. Uh, we at Rudy's Pizza. Oh, but yeah. I hadn't noticed this. In their menu, they have a whole Negroni section. Section? They have multiple Negronis. Well, hang Ooh. on, well, we've got a problem here. Well, they have Ooh. Classic, which is the... The, the tried and tested. One, the standard yeah. one. Bianco, which is... So they've got instead Negroni. of Campari, they have Cochi Americano. So not yet. Bitter Giuseppe, which is Sinar or Kainar, I don't know how to. And a- then a- Angostura bitters, Torino citrus and bitters. Sablagiato, Campari, Cinzano, and Prosecco, and Romantico, which is Ferne Branco, Cochi Torino, and Tanqueray. Fernet Branca. Sorry, Fernet Branca. Disgusting. That is that is a unique. Uniquely disgusting drink in its own right. Yeah, wow. Um, so, so, anyway, anyway, like a men- so, so they've got one drink which is a Negroni, and then five others which have put on the same menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Quite. Well done. Well done. Anyway, Fenet Branca is like a menthol uh, Jägermeister. Yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable. I'm just which Negroni did your kids enjoy the most? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and another picture that I really appreciate being sent to me. I'm a massive fan of a of a fine set of quads, and oh. Marcel Kurtzier. Oh, lovely cuts here. His quads, his quads have been sent to me by Peter Shaw. Wow, yes, that's all I can say. He's a big old boy, isn't he? Big old boy. Well, he's been injured for the past two seasons. He's just been down the gym. He's yeah, been doing massive only on leg day on Ulster's dime. Wonderful. Yeah. Right, we've got we've got a fair bit to talk about. Yes. Let's uh, let's let's start with that rugby championship. Um, here's one. Here's here's, here's an opening thought. Ireland are preparing themselves now for their usual World Cup exploits of getting knocked out in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yes, knowing so. they have to face New Zealand or South Africa. Yes. They... Unlucky. So, it, it, Ireland, Scotland, Japan, Russia, Samoa, that pool, pool A. The winner and runner-up, their next round, the quarterfinal game, will be against the winner or runner-up of New Zealand, South Africa's pool. Jeez. Now, that pool, I was, I was looking, I probably did this similar thing to you before, Tim. I was looking at that when that game is, and it's the first game of that group, of the Group B. So New, New Zealand, Z- South Africa? New, Z- New Zealand, South Africa is the first game, 21st wow. of September. Then each of them follows up by playing Italy, Namibia, and Canada, which is just going to be So they're going to be nice and pr- fresh for Ireland. Three processions, yeah. Uh, really, they'll probably get Brody Retallick back by then. Um, so, yeah... Th- Everything in Pool B is decided on the first game. Wow. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally, because as good as Italy, Namibia and Canada... uh, Aren't? Well, yeah. For all their positives, they are not going to be either New Zealand or South Africa. No. Correct. Uh, Yeah, real bind for Ireland. It also feels like as... You know, when you've left the Six Nations, you thought, oh, Northern Hemisphere rugby is really on the up and up. Ireland looked good. England beat Ireland, who were looking good until they lost to Scotland. Scotland have got some great attacking play, uh, plays. Wales, uh, just in the Grand Slam. But now I've had a chance to look at what the Southern Hemisphere are offering, particularly these two teams in New Zealand and South Africa. They're absolutely fearsome. Now, it was an interesting game, this, because we are rightly talking about how dangerous these two teams are. Mm. And they really are. They are both... They both well, certainly South Africa looked like they're peaking at just the right time. 
New Zealand, maybe a couple of question marks over their last two performances, but we know how strong they are. They have been experimenting with combinations as well. It's not They've not been playing their strongest team in, in each of these games. So we know how strong they are. This game wasn't the best um, demonstration of their attacking potency. What it did demonstrate was both teams just how good and brutal and efficient their defences and yes, how I, difficult they both are to break down. I 100% agree with that. I think the New Zealand defence is uh, a thing of wonder at the moment. And you see it for the, for the from the Crusaders as well. It's the line speed and the decision-making. And it makes every other team play in a certain way. You know, well, when what you watch, animal do you think is being used in training sessions? Oh, great, great question. question. Uh, an extraterrestrial. <laughs> uh, I've seen nothing, nothing like. I've seen nothing like it before. There's gonna be, there's gonna be some northern rugby league. Uh, yeah, some guy d- defense coach in there. Hell. Yeah, dragged him off a rugby league pitch slash call, call pit, call yeah. mine. They've crossbred a wolf with a whippet, maybe because like it's that quick. Decision making wolf. Yeah. yeah, it's very impressive stuff uh, because just the speed that they all operate and how they you know how it communicates. Along their line, and you know, you look at well, I saw South Africa do it quite a lot. You know, when the forwards pull the ball out the back, and you know, that used to be really effective, really, really effective. And now it just seems to look so old hat against these really quick defenses. Uh, I'm just waiting for the next generation of attack to come along to supplant the, yeah, the defense. What's really interesting is South Africa have just suddenly just got this production line of amazing wingers ah. who are who are. Not just absolutely lightning rapid, but just got really good rugby brains. And that arm, chap, arm the, thir- he the thirteen, shut them down on the outside. Yeah, wow. He he was really well, yeah, outside backs. I mean, yeah, mm. he, yeah, he was really impressive. Um, um his communication. The, the one time, so for the try, the New yes, Zealand when try, Barrett got round him, which wasn't arm. It was my pimpy, my jammed in. Um, on I think it was Goodhue who was outside. Um, Sonny Bill Williams. Which meant that Am and Mapimpi both went for one player, which gave Bowden Barrett the overlap, which allowed Goodhue in. That was their only real mistake in, in that, and that that was from uh, a centre field turnover right at the end of the half, where every, it had been a very physical half. Everyone was out on their feet, mm. so you can kind of. I know uh, Razi will not be happy with that, but uh, you can kind of understand why that momentary lapse happened. Totally. Can we? Uh, when can we announce Jack Goodhue moving to Exeter Chiefs? By the way, uh, right, I was say, he is. Uh, <laughs> that would be a hell of a signing. Well, he's, I mean, be, be they've, sent the, they've sent the they've sent the barber down there <laughs> ahead of you know. Presumably, that's the first step in the the move. What's he? What's he playing out with that hair? He is a talented boy, though. Oh, he really Young, is. talented kid. Yeah, Sonny so, Bill Williams is apparently going off to play for uh, like a county side because. Sorry, who? He needs game time. Sonny Bill Williams is apparently not going to be in the Bledisloe squad. He's going to go back and play like counties rugby to get more game time under his belt. Crikey. He's, I think his World Cup spot might be questionable. He's too important. With, Lau, just... with Lau <sighs> Mappy and... Good yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually with you on this. I think if uh, Ryan Crotty was fit, he mm. wouldn't have been playing these games. So uh, I'm with neither of you on this. I think... That Henson has shown so much faith and so much desire, as have New Zealand as an organisation, to keep him around, and they'll do anything, anything in order to to facilitate that. Let him go boxing, let him go to NRL, as long as he gets back for the World Cup. And I think they've actually got so much invested in them. There's no way that they would, that they would drop him. Not even they 
all that process driven? Well, so I, I think you, you are right that they have given him a huge amount of flexibility. But there is a point when performances, if they drop off sufficiently, and if he's not getting the game time... Now, he didn't actually have a terrible game no. um, in, in this, but he's not, he's not played a huge amount over the past couple of years. Um, and if he failed to regain that kind of match fitness and sharpness in what is a competitive position, it'll be tight. How many double World Cup winners do they have in that squad? I think there's about five off the top of my head. Right? Including we, we him? Including him. That's probably quite important mm. at yeah. a World Cup. So I, I, I'm kind of with you, JB, that I think he will go. But it's just... There's clearly a right. Quick, we need to get you up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a little bit like when when Mike Cat got called up for England um, before the World Cup. What did he play? Two games. One of his one of which was a warm up game for Bath against Carfilly. I, I seem <laughs> to remember. Um, now, of these two teams, which one do you think is in the better position for the World Cup? So, as I said before, I think from these two games, New Zealand have looked a little bit rusty. Mm. Uh, South Africa look that they, they are timing this just right for the World Cup. They they have got so many options. We spoke about it last week. Yeah, but the, the the depth of their squad is looking really really good. So I it feels the momentum is more with South Africa. Yeah. So I think New Zealand are as good as they are. They feel like they're maintaining. Like they're looking for someone to you know kick them up a notch, and they're very very good. And, you know, the, the equal best team in the world. But the difference is South Africa. You say they're peaking. I think they are. I think they're constantly improving. Well, They've got this new coach. Yeah, I didn't say peaking. I said they're in, they are improving. Their timing. Actually, yeah, I've actually got that on. <laughs> uh, uh, you listened to, back to it already. Yeah, we will listen back to it. We'll time code it. Right. Um, yeah, so we don't actually know. I mean, we know exactly how good New Zealand are. Bloody marvellous. But we do not know how good South, South Africa can be. And my my feeling is they're going to improve and improve and improve. And by the time they get to the World Cup, they're going to be absolutely monstrous. They've got so many good players, and it looks like they've finally got a coach who is, you know, has he has the competency competency level to actually coach South Africa. It's going to be really interesting and a massive test. But uh, I think there there will be a different mentality, a different mindset, and uh, and those little psychological things and all the little 1% and dealing with the, tra- the travelling and the experience and the whole process of a World Cup will play into New Zealand's hands for that first game. Yeah. Because it's all, they've got, as we just said, they've got at least five guys that have won it twice. Yeah. How many South Africans have won it? Probably. Oh, uh, yeah, Beast, maybe. I'm not even sure if he was there. Then. Sure he would have been there. 100%. He was definitely in 2009 Lions. Fran Fran Steyn is the one that jumps to mind immediately. Yeah, uh, but that is a, that is an edge, and the fact is the first game is interesting. So, yeah, it it, it will be. It's going to be tough between these two, and the, I think I I think they're going to play each other twice in the tournament. Ah, there is yeah, a good. We thought this last night. We did have a little conversation similar along these lines that will they play, but they can't can they because France are getting to the final. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to all pan out. Yeah, the yeah, two bloody brutal teams. Yeah, really. Are. Uh, now, do you think Faf de Klerk's place is under threat? Uh, right. Well, more than that, who knew who Herschel Yanchis was a year ago? Oh, obviously, me. I've been, I've been following <laughs> his uh, career very who knew, closely. Who knew who he was six weeks ago? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of the guy. Never no, unbelievable story. Yeah. Well, is he? Is he exactly what every team wants? Uh, their Milner Scudder. <laughs> well, he won't be a yeah. 
He won't be a debutant in the World Cup. Not that uh, Milner Scudder was. He was a debutant that year, wasn't he? Who, who remembers the guy who debuted in the World Cup final? Final. Uh, I know who it is. Do, do you know who it is? Debuted in a World Cup final. Yeah. Final. They made his de- international debut in a World Cup final. Which which final? Uh, not last one, the one before. 2011. So New Zealand versus um, France. That's yeah. the one? It'll be a Frenchman in the whole Lié Le- Vermont. Mm-hmm. It is, Correct. It, is, it is a French one. Correct. I, can't, I cannot remember his name. His name, he plays... Well, it's not he, David Smith, is it? No. It is... Um, Jean-Marc Doussan. Doussan, yeah. That's the one. The scrum half slash fly half. No, he's a winger. Jean-Marc Doussan. He, he played on the wing. I'm sure he played, 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 played on the wing. Well, he, he is a scrum half slash fly yeah, half. Yeah, But he definitely played... Actually, just check that. Yeah, so... Before I embarrass myself. I kind of wish he only played that one game. That would have been an amazing quiz <laughs> yeah. question. Or retired. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he won it and then retired, well, you know, I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve. In a short one cap, time one yeah. World Cup. A shorter time frame than anyone else ever has. Thank you very much. Uh, he came on, replaced number nine, Dimitri Yashvili, oh, take it back, for then. four minutes. So... Uh, um, and, and also, just on the, um, yeah. the South Africa potential double World Cup winners, uh, it looks like Franz Steen is the only one. Um... Unless JP Peterson gets an unlikely call up, <laughs> it's a very unlikely call up yeah. at this yeah. point. I would say um, yes. So Brody Vitalik injured—that's that's a potentially big loss. Although I believe, having had a scan, they're saying it's is a very good chance he'll be back for the World Cup. Yes, so well, he said I it's, it so. is a shoulder dislocation, but not as bad as first feared. Yeah. yeah. Did he see anything wrong with the? Incident that caused it. Well, he he was in from the side. Snayman. Well, did you see rugby Twitter's response to, yeah, to this? It was, it's a scourge on the game. This needs to be sorted out. That's an outrage. Ban rooking. Uh, so it sounds relatively calm and measured by uh, by, by Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Standards. So, I'm, I, so this might be. I think this will actually probably be a reasonable statement with most rugby fans, but will upset rugby Twitter. Get over yourself. Sort yeah. yourself out. What are you playing at? <laughs> yeah, it looked fine to me. I mean, he came in at an angle, but... Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was it was offside or, or in, 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 in the side slightly, side. but yeah. te- technique-wise, it was spot on. Yeah. And yeah. I, I he, ba- l- he bound... Yeah. Uh, there was no contact with the head no. of um, Retallick and he didn't dive off his feet. It was He was just in from the side. So it, it was what would have otherwise been a perfectly legal yeah. tackle. Steve, and injuries do happen. Injuries do. Steve Hansen's comments. I, I, love, I love this from Steve Hansen. He said, quote, the clean-out itself was technically okay, apart from the fact he was offside. He entered the ruck from the side of the ruck, but that's only a penalty. Then he was asked whether Snyman should have been cited, and he said, no, no, no. It's a big it's a big boys game. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm Fair play, true. Steve Hansen. Those two are absolute monsters as yeah. well. They're two 19-stone, uh, best part of 19-stone, yeah. six-foot-seven, eight-plus blokes. What do you expect is going to happen? So if you yeah. think that should be a retrospective red or it should, uh, should mean we oh, change how Rockin's done, just get, just get over it. I mean, let's hope Retallick's okay because... Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he might be one of the best players on the planet, actually. Do you see the hit he put in on Cheslin Colby? He was World Player of the Year year before last, wasn't he? Retallick was? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Before Johnny Sexton, wasn't it? Oh, no, no. No, what, no, no, Bowden Barrett. Bo- Bo- well, Bowden Barrett, Bowden Barrett got the egg chasers tie. I was going to say, last time I checked, Brody was... Oh, like, no, Brody Vitalik was the player of the year the year they won the World Cup last. Uh, I was going to say, last he? time I checked, Brody Vitalik does not own an egg chasers tie. He was, he was the first forward to be World Player of the Year, wasn't he? Is that right? I don't know. Or first front five forward, certainly. Let's have a look. God, we're doing a lot of uh, fact-checking on this 2015, podcast. 2015, Brody Vitalik, World Player of the Year. We're yeah. not going to be at the World Rugby Awards this year. No, this do you know when they are? They're in Tokyo, day after the World Cup final. Yeah. Gutted. Oh well. So Brody retired was 2014, leading up to the, the oh, final. Okay. Bowden Barrett won the 
two preceding Johnny Sexton. Before that, in 2015, World Cup winning year, it was? World Cup winning year, player of the year, world player of the year. Um, right, I'm going to suggest... Michael Hooper? No, he was on the short list. Pocock? Nope. Um, it was a Kiwi. Okay. It's surprising because he had quite a lot of injuries that year. Ah. Huh. The Kiwi, uh, McCaw? Nope. The other, one, the other one, Carter. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm going to suggest a uh, change to the Rugby Awards, the World Rugby Awards. I know we have some influential listeners, so this is directed exactly at you. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, two awards. Okay, one is World Player of the Year, and the other one is Fly Half of the Year. And Fly Half is not competing World Player of the Year. I'm sick of Fly Halves winning everything. <laughs> like, it, it should be like for... You know, scrimmaging or getting up in the line out and be doing rugby player stuff rather than fly half stuff. It's, it's open season at the minute. There's no. I, I don't think there's anyone that's gone. Uh, who it's good. It's good. Yeah, the World Cup is going to be so influential. If I had to give it out today, it would be someone like Jonathan Davis. I guess. Hadley Parks. Hadley Parks would be up. Oh, but um, the, the Hadley Parks that was running in treacle, or the Hadley Parks that then looked incredible. Uh, talk about we... I talk about a centre that turned his form around like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hadley Parks. Uh, uh, Alan, Alan Wynne Jones. Alan Wynne Jones. For that, that yeah. particularly that performance yeah. against Ireland yeah. on one knee was yeah. just amazing. Wasn't... I'd, I'd say that probably a couple of the Saracens boys could be in there as well for their double. Yeah, but it's got only only allowed to consider in internationals. I think which is true. Hmm. Well, then it's because the only internationals have been the Six Nations. Yep. <laughs> You're pretty limited. Uh, there's probably some uh, some Georgians who did well in the Tier 2 Six Nations. Yeah, no. As long as there's no Romanians in, in there, <laughs> I don't mind. Now, were Argentina and Australia playing with a bar of soap this weekend? Cre- well, both, because the number of handling errors in the this New Zealand game, the number of just basic New Zealand handling errors, yeah. which was brought about by great defensive pressure from South Africa. But it... There was a lot in that game. It was even worse. It was even more comical. Was it, was and it defensive pressure in the other game, or was it just la- a lack of competence? Um, yeah, more the latter. More, more the more latter. The latter. Yeah. A bit, a bit of both. Yeah. But I felt it was as well. It was there was, weird. There, was there was one passage of play that's been going around on Twitter that yeah. did sum up the game very well. Played Benny Hill music. Yeah, over it. yeah, it was comical. Yeah. So if the first game is an example of exactly what Southern Hemisphere rugby brings, and rugby at its best. Mm, this is where they've lost their way a bit, I think, particularly, uh, particularly Australia. So they they should they should be a bloody brilliant team, but they're just not. And, that, and that's my problem with them. And both both teams, I said it about Argentina last week. Both teams in this game, they did some very good things and made some good breaks, but then failed to capitalize on, failed to close out chances. Both teams got close, and then silly handling errors or turning over the ball yeah. or losing composure at the rook cost both teams repeatedly and actually Argentina's la- only try last week was a bit of a lottery um, bomb crossfield their only try this week was from an 11 man line out <laughs> Argentina for, for all the talent that they have in attacking threats they're not getting the most out of it so last week I said that I thought that this Argentina team was on the cusp of special like uh, you know, a record, some sort of like record points tally in the rugby championship or something like that obviously building on the accents of the Haguaras this this season, so I'll be really disappointed if they come out of this tournament as they have in the, in the past, which is yeah, close but no cigar, which is what they're going to look like. Yeah, they they uh, play South Africa 
Um, let's face it, they're getting no change out, out of South Africa whatsoever. No. Although they are the best team in South Africa. <laughs> they are the best team in South Africa, but you put all the other five, uh, all the other four together, plus a load of players from Europe, and they somehow will become better than yes. uh, than Argentina. So, yeah, it is a bit disappointing. Now, in Argentina and Australia's defence, this was, again, a big kind of shake-up in the team. This was by no means the strongest team that either side could put out, although there is some serious talent on both sides. Mm. And that, that doesn't help when you've got combinations that uh, are being mixed around. Yeah. I, what do you think of all this combination mixing which is going on on, on at the moment? I think there's an element where people don't want to show their hand. Yeah, I think that's probably more more it, actually. Because they must know who the best team is. And therefore, it's more about hiding it rather than testing new ones, I would say. Um, I, I don't think... I don't think there's that much about hiding it. Now, there might, there'll be specific plays that they might be saving. Yeah. But I don't think the combinations they're necessarily hiding. It's just they will be trying things out. And they, also... You've got to keep players fresh, mm. uh, particularly any of the guys who have come a European season or a Super Rugby season will have had. Well, the, the guys from from Europe will have had uh, twelve continuous months of it by this, or almost twelve continuous months of it by this stage. The guys from Super Rugby have just had a grueling sixteen week season and then gone after a one week break, gone back into mm. um, internationals. So yeah, you 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 just got to keep players fresh. So, did you realise it's uh, six weeks until our live show? Is no, it? I have no idea. Hold on, I'm just thinking one week, two weeks. Hold on. Uh, one week, two weeks. Three, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Six weeks till our live show. Saturday, 7th September. We don't have to worry about organising all the logistics this time. Yes, thank so God. It's great. Relief. We just have to focus on putting on an amazing show, which we will. I age about three years every time that we do a live show and we've got to do our own logistics. This is so much better. How how much of it is from the stress leading up to it? And how much is it from the drinking after it? Well, that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> and the drinking before it as well. Yeah, yeah. Days and days and days of heavy drinking. Now all you have to do is just the heavy drinking and a live show. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it'll be... As drunk as our last shows because, well, it's in Twickenham. And it's, and it's at, ours is at midday. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so, so there is time. <laughs> yeah, there um, is time. Yeah. Well, we are selling tickets like no one's business. And also, well, it sounds yeah. like half the people are going to be coming in their Egg Chasers jerseys as, as well. Because now the ties are available with your Egg Chasers jerseys. They are flying off the shelves. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who's uh, coming along to the live show. Can't wait to see you. Yes. Um, buzzing about how many. Mm. It's not just our podcast, by the way. Although you wouldn't, you wouldn't well, <laughs> yeah, kind of, well, well, kind of is for. <laughs> <laughs> but there are others. Brian Moore will be there with his podcast. Yep. I, I so can't... controversial. He's so controversial. He's he, so controversial. He's, I worry about him when I look at him <laughs> tweeting. Just, I just like this is controversial. Just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> for God's sake, um, <laughs> he's getting it out again. <laughs> um, we might have that on that day if it carries on. <laughs> So Brian Moore will be there with his with his Telegraph podcast. Looking forward to that. The um, there now. Oh no, don't worry. There was something else to talk about afterwards. Well, okay. the, well the other one. So Will Greenwood yeah. will be there. Will Greenwood will be there. Will yeah, be that'll there. be great. Nick Heath, Q commentator, yeah, will be there. Looking forward to seeing Nick. I think Rory Lawson. 
Yes, is his guest. Grandson of uh, Bill, Bill uh, McLaren. Hang on, are we allowed to? Are we allowed to announce that? It's not for him to announce. He, he, well, he, he He's announced it on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, fine, it's fine. fine, he, fine, said, fine he said fine, it, he said fine, it. Fine. And, the re- and Rory Lawson's going to be there with the Under the Sticks podcast, who have a sort of Pro 14 slant on things. So you've got all your bases covered, and there's more coming as well. So uh, and it's so a perfect way to build up to the World Cup. It's the day that England fly out after the pl- watching uh, after playing Italy at St. James's Park the night before. If you want to come and have a look around Twickenham's brand new East Stand, see all those podcasts, come to our live show, which double tri- trebles up as a JB launch of his campaign JB2020 and we'll try which, and get some Negronis ready which we're going to have to sort of manage that carefully and make sure we own the hashtag because Joe Biden's looking like he's going to become the Democratic oh, yeah. well, candidate for 2020 I don't mind if I'm trending with Joe Biden <laughs> <laughs> that, that's JB2020 uh, another podcast that is there is um, the Game Changers that's who, right um, Maggie Alfonsi will be there I and we, like... we had the pleasure of having a chat with Maggie yeah, Alfonsi at awesome. Twickenham she was genuinely awesome yeah, so that w- that will be exciting. Yeah, I've heard more all over podcasts might be jo- joining us. Well, I, well, I really do hope so. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. So yes, there's loads going on. Podcastlive.com, podcastlive.com. Come along, see all those uh, rugby podcasts. Come and have a, a day of rugby, building up to the World Cup. If you can't go out to Japan like JB and Phil, this is the next best thing. Just to indulge yourself in rugby. And then we're going to go into into Twickenham or Richmond after and get loose. Yeah, that that that. <laughs> The the, uh, the Riverside it, Richmond way is lovely. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very nice. I think we'll have to have a stroll along there. Speaking of Richmond. Yes. Ah, oh, beautiful segue, Phil. Well, I didn't well, even Phil. think I didn't even think of that. Well played. <laughs> I thought you were gearing up no. for when you said Richmond. Well played. There's been some news this week coming out of the championship, mm. uh, specifically around Richmond's relegation. But it's, it's as, one, yeah. as a consequence of Yorkshire Carnegie, the decision made by... Uh, the RFU and the, the championship that Yorkshire Carnegie can continue to play next season um, despite their financial problems um, and they will so there is a potential 28 point penalty that will be imposed on them however the con- this, from what I've read the single condition that they need to meet to prevent that penalty is for the, all of their creditors to agree to the terms of the CVA the creditors' voluntary agreement, which, from what I've read, does appear to be the case anyway. So they what, will. What, what creditors? Will... What creditors don't agree to it? That they're not happy. Yeah, so yeah. Agreeing yeah. to it doesn't yeah. mean they're happy. They're like, I'm, I'm getting ten p out of the pound. Perfect. Or I'm getting nothing. Yeah. Oh, fine. I'll take ten p. Yeah, exactly. So it looks like Yorkshire Carnegie will be getting off relatively scot free. Well, scot free. Oh well, scot free in terms of the the now. The, no, they don't the, have a DOR or any players, though. They have a DOR now, Martin Wood, former Bath player. Oh, really? And they, and they have been announcing player signings. Martin Wood, hang on. I guess, is that the guy who's really good mates for flats? Used to Bath and... Probably. I don't and know. Worcester. And the, the gag is, he was all, he made Stuart Bonds' his team of the week in 1992 or something. Yeah, but he he didn't make, he didn't make Stephen Jones's um, best <laughs> team of all time. <laughs> which oh, had uh, Juan Martin Hernandez at 10 best fly half ever that's an interesting if um, interesting yeah so um, yeah if I was going to say if um, Yorkshire wanted a new deal I'd happily put uh, put my name forward for that you know what so just to do the defence coach rule it's, it's a little bit less role. demanding well I just don't know what they're going to do because okay I've got a deal so that's good I mean that's a step in the right direction what about players they need to what? assemble a squad now right yeah, they do but let's let's take one step back they towards the end of the season when they were in a real relegation mix, and it was a real possibility. 
down there at the bottom of the championship. They signed a bunch of players. I believe, again, I could be wrong on this, but I understand they, they signed a bunch of players on contracts which went beyond the end of the season just gone. Yep. And then they were there for a few months, helped get them survive, uh, help them survive, and then their contracts were torn up. A bunch of New Zealanders, I seem yes. to think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just think for there to be no sanction for this is an absolute joke. Yeah. yeah. And if I was Richmond, who've operated within the spirit and within the within the rules and within the spirit of the rules yep. and with integrity, they've been relegated. I, I I don't know the ins and outs, but it appears like Yorkshire Carnegie have not acted with integrity. Okay, so I don't like the fact that they are treating the financial improprieties, and I guess they're both financial improprieties, but like they've got creditors and they might go into liquidation, more seriously than the treatment of the players. In my mind, it's more, it's more important to get to the bottom of did they issue contracts? Uh, knowing they wouldn't honour them. Yeah, knowing they wouldn't. I mean, that to me is far, far more uh, uh, damning. And, well, and also, it's not good for the club, no, is it? Because I'm, if they're going to go, what are they going to replace and, them And with? there's a bunch of other guys that, that were in the squad last year who had families and mortgages and yeah. all of this. It's. Um, it, I just think it's shocking that, that there doesn't appear to have been any consequence. Yeah. So... For the mis- for the mismanagement. Yeah. Right. So going forward, right, they're not going to stay up, are they? I mean, it is near enough impossible to build yourself a championship standard team with little or no money in, what, how many Co- weeks? A couple of months. Couple yeah. Of months max? A ma- absolute max from when the CVA was first announced. They've got a couple of months to, to play yeah. games. So, so it's going to be near impossible. Cause it is a very competitive league. Yeah. So my, my point is this. This is how I would go about it. Why waste a good crisis? Okay, put in some rules, make it a little bit of a bit of a novelty. For instance, Yorkshire cricket used to have a rule that you had to be born within the borders of Yorkshire to qualify to qualify to play for Yorkshire cricket. Do something like that. Hold something like 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 open, like open trials because there's no way you're going to be able to compete. No, sorry, there's no way you're going to be able to stay up, let alone compete. So you may as well do do uh, do, do something a bit different. Mm. What's more likely to happen is that they become for Sale Sharks, what Hartbury were for Gloucester, which just sort of broadening this out slightly, I also think Hartbury, they didn't they behaved within the laws last season. They survived as a result of, in my opinion, acting very much not in the spirit of the rules. Why? What did they do? They just, when they had key games and towards the end of the season, they just flooded their side with Gloucester players. Ah. So Sale FC, obviously linked very, very closely with Sale, yeah. uh, with Sale Sharks, and their struggle is the, is the opposite, actually. When when Sale have their internationals away, their their squad is completely bare, completely bare, bare, of, bare of players. When the internationals are, are at Sale, they're able to put lads like, uh, let me think, Kieran Wilkinson in. So it's for them, it, it's actually the opposite thing. But you, it's interesting you said Leeds and Sale, because I'm pretty sure there's been some discussions between the two. No, sorry. Not discussions between the two clubs, but there's you know there's been rumours and conjecture yeah. that Sale want to be involved. Yeah, with Leeds. Well, who, who who wouldn't want to try and land grab Yorkshire <laughs> for all the, <laughs> yeah. all for the, the academy? Because because Leeds still have an academy. And by the way, for all um, yeah, for all the historic rivalry, it's going to be a little bit of kicking kick, kicking the teeth if 
the academy for a Lancashire club is basically Yorkshire. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, feed quite. Club yeah. This is basically like as it stands, Sale have three red dice in a game of Risk, and Leeds just have one blue dice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got no leverage, bargaining power. So if Sale want to come in and save the day by flooding their flooding Leeds with loads of Sale players in exchange for, we're going to take our pick of whoever you've got well, in Yorkshire. You know, to be honest, in the past, it, there has been a lot of trouble the other way. So you've got lads going from Sale over to Yorkshire quite frequently. Um, just off the top of my head, there would be Liam Le- Malak. He went there the, at the prop. The, um, Ford, after he finished with Sale, went over to Yorkshire. Well, well in, prior to that, it was Andre Ferry. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and Keenan Mile. Oh, you, you missed one. Luther, Luther Burrell. Luther Burrell. Big Luth. But yeah, which way? Because he, yeah, he was a Yorkshire lad yeah, who he played. Yeah, he was and then Leeds, well, and then Sale, Otley, and then Northampton. Otley and Sedgley for a period as well. Oh, really? In, that. in your team? Yeah, uh, so I never actually played in the same team with him. I played, you ag- him, though, played yeah. against him a few you times. You have him. Yeah, there should be a video somewhere of... Uh, of Phil picking up Luther Burrell and Putting a big hit, hit on, uh, on Big Luth. Tiny Luth that day. <laughs> <laughs> Little Luth. He did um, another point in that game, score a 50-metre try. So okay. uh, it wasn't all... everything. How's he getting on in rugby league? Away. No idea. Don't know. He's playing for Wire, isn't he? Yeah. Wire. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of a little. Um, so there was a. There was, there was this kid that um, I heard, like proper mank, proper mank kid. They must have been about four years old, and um, someone. The, the question was being asked to him. I was, I was away from it. The question was asked to him, like, why don't you? What? what why is fire dangerous? And this little kid went, because it all. It will melt you. It will hot. <laughs> it will hot you, and then you'll be dead forever. <laughs> Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Speaking of, um, well, we, we touched on Super League and kind of Tim Pot Northern things. Um, oh, I know the, what you're going to say. Pic- that picture of Tony Adams, yes, the Tony Adams, oh, good God. first press conference of Rugby League just sums can up. I, can I be very clear? Uh, Rugby <laughs> League is very different to Super League. Super League have got a different comms team and their act is very much together. They've got a concise and coherent message, messaging so, policy. So, so that is the Rugby the picture, Football League. The Rugby yeah, Football League, the, however. The Rugby Football League held a press conference where Tony Adams, their chief exec, to, it was his first press conference in the role and his body language looked like you would imagine someone who understands what doing a proper press conference means when he's basically been put in the foyer of a leisure centre. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There was a vending machine in the background. Yeah. How do you know there's yeah. so many like... Yeah, 
they've got a Muhammad Ali quote on on um, on the wall. There's a vending machine. Like it just it looks terrible. And there is so much great scenery around the north of England which they could have which they could I mean they could have done it in front of an old mill or something. That there's so much stuff. And they did this. And it's you know, it is one of the world's great games. And they can't get it together. So I mean, Boris you know. Johnson had a lectern set up at the Science and Industry Museum, changed the badge on the front of that, and say, and by the way, go yeah. in front of the Stevenson rocket. What yeah, an perfect. amazing way to do a press conference. I mean, it stands for all the good things that the North is. And they went to a leisure centre. Well, like, yeah. The quote as well, the Michael Jordan quote. There's a Michael Jordan quote. It's Michael Jordan. Yeah. And it's, it's reading it and looking at that picture, it's so ironic. Because the quote is, I failed time and time again. That, that is why I succeed. <laughs> and you've got four middle-aged blokes in bad-fitting suits at two like school desks in a leisure centre. And one of them's not even done his bloody tie-up. One of them's wearing a short-sleeve shirt with two pockets. <laughs> uh, and, of, of course, two of them are wearing gold chains. <laughs> Massive gold chains. So, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, as, I mean, they all dress like low-grade taxi drivers. Okay, <laughs> But as a rule, if you're not going to wear a jacket, don't wear the tie. In fact, just go, just go open-neck shirt. <sighs> don't do that. Don't do what they did. It is remarkable. Yeah. What, a, what a picture. Ah, come on, Super League. Get sorry, Rugby Football League. Super League's already got its act together. Get your act together. Bit of other news: um, Brad Shields injured. Yes. Alex Dombrant, the Dominator. Yeah. Uh, instead back of, in instead of Rob Shaw. No Rob Shaw. I feel so, sorry for him. I, yeah, I, I do. Certainly now. I don't understand the strategy here, I, and this won't be the first time I don't understand something which Eddie Jones is doing. But I think Brad Shields, and I think Phil's mentioned this before. And Rob Shaw, fairly similar players. They're hard-working, yep. work-rate sort yep. of guys. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Don Brandt is not that. So why would you replace Shields with Don Brandt? I'd have gone directly for Rob Shaw. Yeah. I, I'm not I saying that well, I would I think Rob, any... Shaw, Rob Shaw and Wilson are the closest comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but Brad Shields isn't the all-action, um, ball-carrying, offloading. Although he, he ha- I mean, when he was at rugby, um, Super Rugby... That's what we. That's what people used to say about him, Brad Shields. But that's not what we've yeah. seen of him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think he's. I think he is more of the work rate type player. I actually the the distinction that in my head I make between uh, Rob Shaw and Shields for Eddie Jones's purposes mm. is um, Brad Shields is slightly taller and slightly better as a jumper in the lineout. Um, and he has used him as a second row. Now, Don Brandt, Don Brandt played. Don oh, Brandt has year, played. Was, was it last, at Cardiff Met? He was a lock. So he has played second row. Although he's a non, I imagine that Don Brandt's a non-jumping second row generally. Yeah, he's a big old boy. Isn't he, he is a big old boy. A lot of a uh, lot of timber to get off the ground. But yeah, that, but these are ridiculously strong fellas. They can just yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's, inter- the that's o- interesting. That's the only distinction I make as a lineout option. Yeah, that's well, interesting. The only distinction. I mean. Don Brandt strikes me as the perfect finisher for England. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does not strike me as that. I mean, Shields yeah, has I'll, to. I'll play, go with that. Yeah, yeah. Shields would have to play from the start of the game to get any worth out of him, so he can go around the doing his Rob Shorey work ratey things, hit, hitting lots of rucks, so on and so forth. Don Brandt's not going to do that. Uh, so they're just completely different players. But you know, obviously Eddie has a plan, but uh, you know what that plan is, it's beyond me. But if you had a back row with Billy Vanapola. And Don Brandt, 
that's that's asking a lot of Tom Curry or Underhill or whoever. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's why you sit him on the bench and then you bring him on once once Billy has run himself into the ground or you know whatever else is happening. But that mm-hmm. goes that goes back to the fact that if you know actually Don Brandt being in and Shields being out makes whilst I feel sorry for Rob Shaw, it makes more sense in terms of the whole makeup of the squad. Yeah, because you at the moment the replacement for Billy Vanapola would be Mark Wilson yeah. and it is not Mark Wilson has been brilliant, but he is not a light for light replacement for awesome. Billy Vanapola. It's awesome to see Sale developing so many back rows. <laughs> 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 um yeah interesting. Have either of you seen the uh, England rugby the RFU Rising Suns, the little four or five minute videos. They've done three of them now. No. No, no they're, they're just not that there's anything specific to to raise on it. They're just quite interesting, well put together and give you a little snapshot of the squad and uh, the training that they're doing. Has anyone noticed the sale, uh, the, the sale shocks? Uh, <laughs> music videos, which are coming out on Twitter at the moment. I did see the E17 one. E17 one, and there's another one coming out very, very shortly. Which I was watching them, you know, an awful lot. I blame Bristol for this. I blame Bristol for basically putting um, or wasting rugby resources. Because ever since Bristol got their act together on social media big time, I reckon that maybe 20% of a rugby club's operating profit is now spent on uh, (laughs) resources for Twitter videos. Bristol came in at the start of last season and made every other Premiership club look. Old school, <laughs> yes. They they've changed the game, and everyone else has had to step up because. So it's um, yeah. Well done. Well done well well to Tom Tainton and all the guys at Bristol, and we're seeing all this stuff now, like like Sail Sharks, which is a, a little preseason thing, which is great. They pick a few members hey, of the but, squad. And, you know, everyone talks about the Bristol stuff. By far, the best content put out last year at the start of the season was the Sail Sharks tour to tour to France. That was awesome. You got like real footage in. Like in the change rooms, you know, actual dime swearing a lot. Dime swearing a lot. I mean, I mean, that would be that would be a shock to anyone. You know, that, <laughs> that, that's what he's like. But that was, you know, that was awesome. So there you go. Uh, other bit of news: Steve Maffey to London Irish uh, confirmed. I thought this was one of the ones that was had, had wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but then it's back on. Apparently, does it strike you? I've 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 heard eye watering amounts of money for that yes. signing. Eye watering. There are some players he's left his cast. Contracts like one or two seasons early as well. Oh my word! So there are some players out there, and Steve Maffey is probably this guy who have never been particularly that good, yet somehow command ridiculous amounts of money. Great highlights reel. I just yeah. what he's got an amazing highlights reel. It's the the phrase that I uh, saw the other day: thin slicing, where you you pick the snapshots are incredible. But the overall, so when yeah. you take the thin slices of a performance, mm. Maffey's highlight reel would be off the charts. So he was at Leicester. He was. I just look. I just looked him up. There, were, he was, there yeah. was some concerns about his conditioning. I think at Leicester. Um, Did he go to the Rebels or something? He is. A then he went big, to the Rebels. No, Western Force. Western he went Force. to. Oh, that's right. But everywhere he's gone, he seems to have got bigger and bigger and bigger contracts. I mean, that's the thing. You want to be a, I guess you want to be a Southern Hemisphere player with a reputation. Or being able to, you know, move for money, I guess, and, that, and that's how you get paid paid a lot of cash. Wow. Interestingly, he's younger than I thought he was. What was he about twenty eight, twenty nine? Yeah, I, th- I thought he'd be older than that. He, he was at Leicester for between two thousand ten and fourteen. Is he not in the Tonga squad? Will he not be? Will he be at the World Cup? Well, I don't know. Did he not play for Australia? No, he, Tonga. I thought he tried to switch back that's to Australia right. when he was playing well for Western Force. 
There was talks of him doing the Olympic Sevens route to get oh. back to play for for Australia. Really? Yeah. So did he start at the Brumbies? Have I got that complete? Have I made that up? Uh, not from what I'm looking at. He was he was Australian schoolboys when he was a kid. So where did he go? How did he get to Leicester? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. He's oh, no. uh, Waratahs as a as a kid. Uh, now I'm just looking up because there was the Pacific Nations Cup and Tonga did play Samoa in remarkable conditions. Yeah, like some of the worst conditions I've I've seen for a long, long time. He wasn't in the squad for that. Wasn't in the twenty three. I don't imagine that he will maybe, be in the twenty three. Maybe, uh... maybe that's how you get the big, the big, big cash is by saying it, it, if you want me not to play international rugby, I won't play international rugby. I'll do if you pay wants. me that, yeah. But then, then you sign them, and it turns out you sign a bloody Sansus Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm retiring <laughs> from international. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to retire from from international. I'm, I'm really looking forward to London Irish being back in the Premiership. I really hope they haven't. Overspent on a lot of these players. Oh, they've I've, definitely overspent. I fear, they've, I overspent. fear they've overspent big time. And yeah, the, I agree. The problem is, you, you've overspent. There's, you've got to try and bring them into what has been a successful team this year. They're mm. going to take guys' places. They're going to put people's noses out of joint. Exactly. And do they integrate as well into that team? I mean, Maffey and Sean O'Brien, if you can get them both fit and on the pitch in a back row, is an impressive. Like just in terms of carrying ability, that is. So, awesome. I think the Sean O'Brien, I mean, I think they've overpaid for him, but I get it. You know, he's an Irishman. He's going to London Irish. That's good. Uh, Paddy Jackson. And season after net, season after this one, they're, they're moving to the new Brentwood Stadium. Yeah. So there's some good Brentford stuff. Brentford Stadium. But I just think the signings they've got from overseas, as good as they are, it just feels like they're, they're copying what has been done before rather than forging their own way. And I don't like that. Yeah. They've got some good, there'll be some good highlight reels with, with those boys and with uh, Waisaki Naholo coming in as well. Great highlight reels. He's quite good, apparently. He's not bad. Play a bit. He's all right. Not bad. Um, Iron Lion, Ben Ryan, uh-huh. is going to be helping Scotland rugby. Yeah. Know, what do you want me to say about that? Um, is, it, is it a skills coach kind of role? It's, well, he's doing a review of their performance. Yeah, it's a consultant type role to review their performance side. As far as... Because I've not read the full article on this. I've just seen the, the kind of headlines. Um, they're is a current investigation going on behind the operational side, so not the performance side at the moment, following the uh, wrongful dismissal of Finn Russell's dad last year. Sorry, what? You know, we, we did cover this. No, we did not. I we remember did. I, I remember Finn Russell's dad being dismissed. If you wrongfully dismissed. He had a successful wrongful dismissal case uh, it was last year against the I would definitely SR, remember SRU. this conversation. <laughs> wow. So, so hang on, what was he dismissed for? What was his role? I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know any of the ins and outs of it. He was. He was a. I think it was like um, young talent manager type role. So managing people coming through the game. Uh-huh. Uh There was a wrongful dismissal case that was. He was well, successful. Well, what was the accusation? In. Why did he get? Dismissed? I don't know. Why do don't you know, know these things? Because it's, we, me Finn because we, dad. Dis- we discussed this on the podcast no, about nine <laughs> months ago. Don't come to me telling me Finn Russell's dad has been. <laughs> Fired by the SRU wrongfully, <laughs> and then this might have led to Ben Ryan showing up at the SRU and not have the details. Well, it also follows what's his name, the Aussie guy. Looks like um, Del- Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Depardieu. Uh, Scott Johnson. Scott Johnson. Scott he gone? Jo- he's gone. So I think in him going, this is where Ben Ryan is coming in to look at that side of things. The and that Jan the McGinty has left the SRU to go to Leicester Tigers. 
Well, maybe they all go to Leicester Tigers. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? It's getting yeah. very, very niche at this point. It is. Right, so, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's ben... exactly, you know, that's why we do a Ruby podcast in the middle of the summer. You need something to talk about. Oh, I've <laughs> just looked at a couple of new rugby shirts. I was going to say Scotland have got a new rugby hang kit. Hang on, hang on. I've yeah. not finished with Finn Russell's dad yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Ben Ryan's gone into a, in as a consultant, right? Yes. And it is on the performance, not Perf- the operational side. Correct. Okay. I don't like it. Not because I don't like Ben Ryan or anything like that. It's I just don't think it's a good idea. Can you imagine someone reviewing the performance of, say, Warren Gatland and how, how yeah. well that would go down? Or Eddie Jones. I mean, what do you think Eddie Jones would say if someone said, oh, by the way, we're just going to bring in um, Rob Baxter to review performance. <laughs> Is that okay with you? I get no, what, I get no, what you're saying. Not. I do think that um, Ben Ryan working with Gregor Townsend, they've both kind of got a similar, yeah. very attacking mindset. I can, I can imagine... I can imagine that working. But there I, are egos involved. And in rugby, there are some... Because, of yeah. course, I understand how Ben Ryan coaches. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. <laughs> first-hand. First-hand experience being coached by Ben Ryan. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, in this scenario... So thick, the, thick playbooks, thick players. <laughs> just, just what he says. In, in those... So, in the Eddie Jones or Warren Gatlin scenarios, they, they are very experienced international coaches. Whereas Gregor Townsend, I imagine he could take the ego out of it more because it's his first international coaching appointment and he went in there knowing that Scott Johnson was kind of over the top as whatever his role was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some loose director of rugby type role. So probably there's less ego there from Gregor Townsend. Probably completely disagree on that. Gregor Townsend was a top-class player, top-class international Proved himself as a coach with Glasgow, was groomed for the role, gets put in, and now has Ben Ryan overseeing his work, I guess. No, well, not overseeing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so that's what, why you disagree, because you are you are looking at it from the wrong side. Yeah, I, I would, you know, you, uh, Don't get me unless, wrong, Eddie Jones would definitely take that perspective. Yeah. Unless it's a Gregor Townsend thing, he goes, hey, can you get Ben Ryan to look over, over my work? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I, he instigates yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, they could. I think we might not be talking about... Uh, Ireland topping pool A. We might be talking about Scotland topping Who knows? pool A. Uh, what do you think of Scotland's World Cup kit? Nice, good, yeah. With the tartan on the shoulders. Yeah, and nice. Trim, trim on the I'd end of the for, I mean, are there any rules about wearing kilts? <laughs> it looks good in the press pictures with the kilts. It does look good. So, Roger Federer does this thing, doesn't he? And actually, not just Roger Federer, but also Racing do it, where they have their jackets and they walk out, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, do you Blade. also have white jackets? Sorry? Uh, is it not the blue and white stripes? Uh, I'm not sure. But I, I'm, I've got really it it's, it's white jackets. I don't know. It doesn't matter, really, does it? But Roger Federer is definitely white. Why don't the Scots come out in a kilt? And then take the kilt and off. And then take the kilt off. <laughs> that would be bloody brilliant. Because if you're wearing a kilt, you can't wear anything underneath it. Ah. You're not allowed to. Well, you know, they're going to have to bend that rule. But if they all come out <laughs> of the anthem in kilts and, like, they're, and like little zip-up tops, that would be, be so cool. Uh, it, more strip advisor updates. Harlequin's home jersey's been unveiled. I like it. That's it. It looks... It's, it's pretty classic. It's a slight twist on it. They've got... It's kind of got diamond-type thing within the quarters. But so, when you actually see it from a distance, you don't see it. And it's... it's Although I'm sure there's a colour, I'm just going to compare it. I'm sure there's a colour that's not. No, no, brown, sky blue, grey, red. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so, um, 
I play rugby with a guy who used to work at Adidas, and we've spoken about this kit. And he basically said, it, the Harlequins kit is one of the hardest ones to do because you can't do anything with it. It always has to be quarters. So the kit man and everyone and everyone else are just always trying to think of little Don't try niche and ideas. Don't niche ideas. Yeah, just do a normal Harlequins kit. That said, the Harlequins kit with different socks was awesome. That was my favourite one in years. Yeah, that was the, cool. Yeah, the retro one. The retro, I, the, I, the 150th anniversary And also the one which blended, because it, it blended into the shirts. Yeah. Uh, the, sorry, the shorts. Yeah. But do you, do you know what, what the problem was with that one? Go on. It's a very pragmatic problem that they had with, had with that kit. You had to put the socks on the right... F- exactly. Right oh, yeah. You've got to find... Yeah, yeah. You can just put any two pairs of socks together. Yeah, any Yeah. Any two socks. Yeah, we had matter. to collect all of the brown ones and all of the blue ones or whatever yeah. colours they were. Kitman problems. The, yeah. the, the one issue with Adidas in rugby at the minute is that they've gone down the football route of putting their three stripes front to back, not... Yeah, not down the arm. Not down... Okay, which, so, That bothers I, me. I don't it mind me. it. I quite like yeah. it. I don't mind it. Now, I've got a feeling I know the answer or one of the reasons that this happens, right? It's because in the Olympics, Adidas were banned from using their three stripes on the arm because it exceeds the amount of space that they are allowed for their own logo. Wow. And I've got a feeling with football shirts, it's the same thing. The logo of the oh. manufacturer can only be a certain size. And I think that's something to do with wow. why they come over the shoulder rather than that's down interesting. the arms. Can I just say, I think the best... Uh, oh, Gloucester have got a new home kit as well, a bit more strip advisor. I, I, um, it's a step backwards. That's a look. They started to go the right way. It's a step backwards. Mm. Yeah, not having that one. It, it's, yes. um, it's kind yeah. of very thin black hoop, Ooh, yeah. hoop in amongst some. It's sort of irregular hoops. I'd... Why? Yeah. Why would you want your? Why would you want your hoops of different gradients? But I, I mean, they're me. getting towards it because they've they've got the navy shorts. Navy shorts is good. They've got the navy shorts yeah. and 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 those navy shorts are very short. Yes, they are very short. It's good. Yeah. So uh, I, like, I quite like the Gloucester kit when they went their, full. Their change kit is, or is that, is that their Euro kit? Uh, the, chi- the change shirt, they've got rid of that awful grey Euro shirt they good. had. And their pink their pink change shirt was horrendous last it year. It was one yeah. of the worst shirts. Now it's kind market. of a turquoise blue, which, again, I'm not... Powder blue? It, that's not a great cut. Ed Slater's not in bad nick, and it, that, that's not yeah. a great cut of shirt. That this yet. is the problem with the non... So if you go for... Canterbury, Nike, Adidas, you know they are well-fitting for the uh, muscular athletic physique. The Gloucester kit for the last couple of years and the Bristol kit suffers the same problem because it's like non-branded or non-main brand. Isn't it BLK? No. Who, who makes Gloucester's kit then? It's now Oxen. A new entrant. I think they're. I think they're a subsidiary of BLK, perhaps. But it ben, was uh, X Blades, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah, was X Blades. But it's now it's now Oxen. Who might yeah. maybe that? But the best kit that I've seen in a long time. You're really building. It's it's not the new Ospreys kit. I'm it's hoping. Out. I'm hoping that Hummel will become a new entrant to Rugby Union because their oh. Great Britain Rugby League kit is absolutely beautiful. It is very nice, isn't it? They've got the they've, they've got the sponsor in the same royal blue. Look at that. Oh yes, that that is, that is so old school as it's well. So old. School. I love it. I mean, it looks great on Sam Burgess. It, it there. just shows, doesn't it? It doesn't take much. It only takes Sam Burgess to wear look, a shirt. Look, look yeah. at it. My, remember Sam how Sam Burgess looked amazing? Do you remember how it, it good like have... the bath kit used to look with Sam Burgess in it? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, is, I bought, that is a beautiful kit in a vest. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I bought a gym. vest. I bought a vest because Sam Burgess wore wore a vest. He looks so good in all kits. That, so that well awesome. done, Great Britain Rugby League. That is, 
that that makes up almost makes up for the press conference with Tony Adams. <laughs> almost, but how not do quite. they get something so right and something yeah, so yeah. so wrong? Oh, it's beautiful that. God, I love the the fact they've got everything coordinated. The the sponsors in the same blue as the as the as the blue in the jersey. They've got two things on one on each chest. The yeah, lion, the pet. lion symbol is gold, and the Hummel kit manufacturer is gold. Yeah, it just all—it's so simple and so beautiful. That's really, really nice. Well, they've not got the other thing is they've not got competing spaces. So, do you think that the Rugby World Cup, like the Rugby World Cup badge, should be included on a shirt? Um, I don't particularly Why? like it. No, I don't either. I hate we've, it. We've got the the filthy Chris Robshaw one up there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so, like, why? I mean, you're watching the World Cup. I don't need to be reminded by it. And then that means that you've got to move. There's extra clutter on um, on on, uh, on the shirt. In... Well, you, you take out the sponsor because you can't have sponsors on there. Yeah. So the sponsor goes from like the middle of the shirt. Then you clutter up like the like the breast area. Um, why but, do we need to know that they're in the Rugby World Cup? Or at least, why does it need? Yeah. Why, do, why do we need to know to that extent? Why can't it be a very small little thing on the on arm? The, on the arm would yeah. be great. Yeah, that's what they used to do. Yeah, I, because I, I, that's, I, I, that's I, I, just I, I, world rugby getting a is, is it on not an ego trip, system. isn't it? Yeah, it's like when the EU demand that you have EU on the side of your library. Um, <laughs> it's just a very narcissistic type thing to do. It's like having a JB twenty twenty banner. That's completely different. Completely, utterly different. Not even close to being analogous. I'm I'm going to send this little snippet of the podcast to Great Britain Rugby League. Just how much we've just talked up that shirt, and hopefully there's someone from oh, the yeah. dungeon to hang up. Hummel, send us a kit. I think I could probably get one. Shall I? I, I, I make some you, calls. You got some contacts. I've got some contacts. Yeah, in the rugby league. Let's get one up. Actually, can you get one in large? Um, yeah, yeah, I can get one in large. Oh, um, get get me some very short rugby league shorts as well. Definitely that. Well, <laughs> I've, I've already got a load of rugby league singlets on the way. Little vests for training. Can you get me them in large, boy yes. boys? <laughs> large boys. I'll see what I can do. Or otherwise known as Sunny Sunny, sunny Bill. Bill size. Sunny Bill size. Well, going back to rugby league and Gloucester, I think one of the best Gloucester kits of recent time is when they went to that rugby league manufacturer and basically wore a rugby league kit for you. The shorts were amazing. The shorts were amazing. Yeah. They just all looked very, very good. That is the best thing about rugby league, short shorts. Mm. Yes. Do they still have short shorts like they used yeah. to? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a point of principle, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the shorts are normal size, but the players order them smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Mm. Any, there we there we go. Any, any more stuff to do? It's a record. Are we actually going to get this done? Oh no, we're not. It's it's actually eleven seconds over the hour. We're just over an hour still. <laughs> oh, damn it! Did it? Did anyone watch the um, or any of the Pacific Nations Cup? Uh, no, I just saw little clips of how wet it was. Yeah, uh, so and the, I saw a bit. I saw an amazing Japan try, which is Japan? different. Different tournament, right? Oh, I don't no, know. it's the same. No, same so, so it's Pacific Nations Cup. So you had Samoa Tonga, which was on at like three in the morning on Friday night, Saturday morning. Yeah. You then, which I got up to watch at 6am, you had uh, Japan-Fiji, which was... That was a great game. It was, so I was expecting a lot for this game because they are the two best uh, tier two nations. Not, yeah, they're, what, they ranked tier. 11 and 13 or 14 or something like that. I'm not sure where they could, but they, they are, mm, yeah. I, in my mind, they're, they're yeah. the, the best two and they're, they are the most likely to cause an upset probably mm. to one of the big teams. Um, Japan were very impressive. Mm. Their defense was very impressive. Their um, neat passing interchange was, was yeah. really, really good, and their scrum was impressive mm. as well. No, I'm going to look absolutely um, stupid if I'm wrong here. 
uh, Tony Brown's our coach, right? Yes. Or a coach. With, I thought he was uh, Jordan Joseph. Oh, Jordan Joseph. Jordan yeah. Joseph and Tony Brown's underneath him. Okay. I think. Okay. So, um, Joseph is very, very impressive. But Tony Brown, allegedly, is one of the great attacking minds in the world game. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, uh, well they're kind uh, of continuing what they have done. It's What I like about Japan is they've they've un- understand their own limitations and weaknesses and they play to their strengths and they and they just hope that their strengths are better. Jamie Joseph, not Jordan Joseph. Jamie Joseph, yeah. Jordan Joseph is the French 18-year-old. Yes, that's right, number eight. <laughs> he is not Coach coaching Japan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Japan just play to their strengths, except they've they've sort of ruined their kit a little bit, talking about Stash, but, you know. It's, it's interesting that, because I agree when you're looking at it close up, but when, when you were watching the game, it just looked like a classic Japan game. So when you're in a normal situation. Okay. So I didn't mind it. When you look close action. up, do you know what it looks like? It looks like the players have been given a wedgie with their shorts. Like their <laughs> shorts have been pulled up at so the side. It reminds me of, do you know those, um, I was trying to think of exactly what you call it. Do you know those Japanese cartoons with robots? Uh, like manga cartoons. Yeah. Anime. Like, anime. Yeah. Can't, isn't that, it's, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. It, that that shirt reminds me. It looks like one of the robots. The way it kind of goes, yeah, down, up I, and across. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I quite, I quite like it. It's sort of like a reflection of their of what they like. Co- uh, cartoon robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a really good game. It, well, it was interesting because there were some great tries by both teams. Actually, Japan did very well to shut Fiji's offloading game down. Their defensive structure was was really good. It, it was an impressive performance by Japan. Um, and then I did. I saw a couple of the highlights of the Canada USA game, which like was a, your, your man Blaine Scully to a try, yeah, off, off a corner, off the corner flag, legend. From a, oh, it wasn't. It was um, Will Hooley who yeah. put the cross kick in for that. Did AJ play? He did. Played ten. Did he start? He started. Legend. Um, big win for USA. Mm. Um, Canada did score a couple of good tries through Connor Trainer and their best player Tyler Ardon Ardron. Who is absolute class and number eight? Who went where, in for where, a six? Where does six... he play? Arden? Uh Chiefs. Oh, does he? Yeah, why can't Chiefs? He is actually that good as well. He, <laughs> he's 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 genuinely brilliant. So the rest what, of the team are not up to his what, standard. What was the score in the USA Canada game? Forty-seven twenty or something like that. It, it was a one-sided game. Yeah, bearing in mind how good Canada used to be, there there seems to be there needs to be some sort of intervention here on on Canada's behalf because they seem to be. Falling to pieces in front of our eyes, and have been doing so for the well since so, the podcast has been going. Actually. Soft prime minister, soft rugby team. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, and you know, with um, with the American team getting great again, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> what events may have sparked that. <laughs> so we we should imagine. Um, well, I don't know if it, great's the wrong word, but I don't, uh, I would... definitely harder. You, we can imagine a resurgent Italy. So, yeah, resurgent Italy, <laughs> resurgent England. Who, uh, who, who knows? Is that a good place to end it? Yeah, let's yeah. absolutely uh, leave it there. Let's go home. Right, let the boys play. Uh, right, also, uh, podcastlive.com. Yes. Yeah. Akuma Rugby Shops. Akuma Shops. Yeah, where's that? Slash egg chasers. Akuma Rugby Shops. Com Aku- slash egg chasers. Akuma Shops. Akuma Shops. Com Akuma Shops. A K U M A. Some of you have been disappointed. Correct. That. There was not a tie available when you looked to buy your wonderful Marino. I, I would understand that. Yeah, and you know the original ties. No more of them will ever be made again. 
There's a handful. Uh, us three own, and I've got some spares just in case we need to go on to World Player of the Year again. Uh, but that's it. Once they're gone, they are gone, and we will have a, have a new tie. But because the ties are now there, I've gone through. I've moved heaven and earth to get these ties to Akuma. You can get your your complimentary tie when you if you buy the Marina One j- jersey. Beautiful, well worth it. Well, well worth it. Yes, absolutely. You look so cool in work. Akuma shop. Akumashops.com slash egg chasers. And we will see you at podcast live. Yes, can't wait. Seventh September. Yeah, if you come in a if you come in one of our ties, I I personally, out of my own money slash any any money that we get paid for this, <laughs> uh, we'll um we'll buy you a Negroni. Wow, buy you a Negroni. It's a lot you, of people if, buying you're buying Negronis for. Uh, yeah, it might be. <laughs> well, let's see how it goes. Okay, let's go to M&S, get some bottles. Yeah, yeah. Right, let the boys play. Indeed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 